cliffcentral.com Womantla on cliffcentral.com like we do every Wednesday around this time, I'm Pumi Mashekho and you're tuned in to Wumandla. So today is, um, I've got a full house of girls here and I'm very excited because this is one of those topics that, um, that gets women hot under the collar. So when it comes to opportunities in the workplace, I'm very privileged to have in the studio with me today, Talent Africa's executive director for, um, executive search. Oh, when I sing, you show too many executive, director, executive search, wara wara. You're going to have to tell us what that actually means, I can, I, I, can, I can hear your tongue twisting all over again. Yeah. Let, let me just help you. My name is Musima Selekisho. Selekisho. And I'm a, an executive director for Talent Africa. And Talent Africa is an executive search company. Which... um. It's actually like headhunters, right? We are headhunters. <laughs> That's and when I was looking at it and thinking, talent search, executive search, and I thought, oh, it's like these ones, ne? This is for the top echelon of of, of 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 workers. This is not the workers that Palile Hotla was talking about, Mobani, the general job seekers and disgruntled job seekers and young people in the workplace. This is about that woman who is ready for the next step. And I, I love I only heard the term C suite executives about I think about a month ago for the first time and I was like, hey Mara, the workplace. Wait to the workplace they change it. It's changing completely. What does that even mean? C suite executives. Look, we're talking chief executive officer, the name starts with C. Mm-hmm. Chief information officer, the name starts with C. Chief Operations Officer, the name starts with C. Chief uh, Financial Officer, Chief Marketing Officer. So those are the C suits. All the titles start with a C. Mm-hmm. And the difference between moving up the ladder in those roles as opposed to moving into a managerial role is that on a managerial role, you are forever looking for jobs. <laughs> if you yes. if you are still edgy, forever looking, just know that you are not ready to be an executive. Mm-hmm. Executives are sitting where they are, doing the best they have to do, and my responsibility is to find them. Of the ten people that I've placed in all the years that I've been in executive search, it's only maybe one that has been looking. Nine are sitting where they are. My responsibility is to identify them and sell the job to them. So if you're still sitting there fixing your CV every day, you're out, you're not ready. No. And then I have a very good friend of mine, uh, Ndibu, who is upset with me because she feels like she was misled into being in the studio. Ndibu, you were not misled. You, you just heard what you wanted to hear. Um, and Dibu sits above the C-suite because you sit at board level. So you are the, in the, it, as people then say, we're on a board of directors. <laughs> Baba did board pack. Right. So you, you are the person that the C-suite would then be reporting to. You sit in that space. Yes. yes. Of life. And the reason, you know, the reason I wanted to have this conversation is because I think one of the things we talk a lot about transformation, we talk a lot about equity in the workplace and women, this and opportunities and all of that kind of stuff. But when you read the papers, when you look at who runs organizations, the other very fashionable phrase 
white capital. When you look at who those people are running those organizations, they're all white males. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And so I want to understand if the opportunities truly exist for women and in particular black women to move into that C-suite space. And Musima, when we were talking earlier and I was saying to you, so you're saying I'm going to look for that person. That executive is sitting in the, doing the best in their job, wherever they are, and I'm going to look for them and sell the job to them. So when a person comes to you, when an organization comes to you looking for a candidate, do they tell you that they're looking for a black female or a white male, or do you just decide that this is the best person for this kind of job? We get different kind of briefs from clients. Some clients might say to you, uh, I'm looking for, uh, I'm under pressure to transform my organization. In line with that, I'm looking for a black female. Okay. Alternatively, some clients might say, look, this role is quite uh, one of my most important roles. For me, color is not important. Gender is not important. I'm looking for the best candidate. So if the brief is like that, then the beauty is that the spec is open. But where a client is specifically looking for a female and most importantly, a black female, you can't deter from the brief. So that's where we would put together our research team and would identify those people. Let me just give you a practical, practical example. We did an assignment where a client was looking at appointing a CEO and first preference was black females. We interviewed quite a number of black females and I would have expected the people that were identified to compete on the same par with the rest of the people that were invited for the interview. We ended up going for a black male, not because the black females were overlooked, but because the black females refused to raise the bar. Do you want to complain? Do you is breathing deeply? But before, before, okay, Ndibu, you go, you go, and then I will introduce. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to introduce. No, you, you know, go first. Who, you go first. You who, go first. You know, right now in the studio, it's it's a scenario that I am actually I don't find myself, you know, in most of the time. It's the other way around. Today in the studio, we're sitting as three females and one. White male. So. <laughs> okay, so. Welcome, welcome to our wonderful yes. he, and his hot girls. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's why before I say anything, I wanted you to do the introduction, you know, so okay. that we've just reversed, you know, the we've situation. reversed the road. Exactly, exactly. Ign- you go ahead, Ignacio. Am I yeah. saying it right? Yeah, it's right. You must use Nacho. That is, uh, is my nickname and it's very N- N- more convenient. Nacho. Like Nachos. N- like Nachos. Like, you know, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I wasn't even going to try and say your last yeah, name. Nacho, Nacho. Welcome. And you <laughs> are, you. And, and you are the, the partner to Talent Africa. Now you have to say this name again. Insignium. Signium. Signium. You cannot imagine how many dollars we pay to someone to give us <laughs> <laughs> the name <laughs> that nobody 
Nobody is able to pronounce that. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. You know, you, it, with your foray into Africa and you, yeah. you're the international partners to Talent Africa, yeah. you're going to have to teach a lot of people how to say that word. Because yeah, when you sure. see it written down, I, 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 I looked at it and I thought I was going to say it. Then I thought, you know what? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, you, when you have, uh, we need to contact someone to do this. It's impossible to know the result, no? And this is the case. But no, we, the name has more than 25 years, but okay, we, uh, we can improve the name for sure. You can improve the name. Well, you, you join us in this heated moment where one of the things, so here at Womantla, we're all about the empowerment of women. We're all about the power of women. Yes. And one, and as Ndibu says, we don't get this very often where we have one male mm-hmm. in the workspace, especially in that C-suite, in that executive, in the executive mm. lounges. You don't get this where there are more women than there are men, even in Africa where there are more black women than there are men. So you wanted to say that Ndibu? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I wanted to say is, a bit answering, you know, your question, as in when you you go there and you interview, you know, black women, and the brief is very clear, you're looking for a black woman, and you feel quite frustrated because you don't get that answer, and I find it it comes to the one thing that we we as women don't actually focus on, and our male counterparts parts focus on, which is the EQ. And when, I, when I'm saying EQ, it's not necessarily how you, you know, you, 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 you handle yourself emotionally. I'm talking about the EQ of how you're running things in a business, not the, you know, the intelligence, the technical know-how. We do have that technical know-how. But what gets you in that top position it's not your technical because you're not going to do the work. It's how are you going to play the game? Mm. How are you going to? And that's where men beat us. <laughs> because they have been playing that game chess as they are being groomed and going up into, you know, climbing the ladder. So when we get there, we get questioned on the gameplay. And we have never... We actually don't know how to gameplay. in the gameplay. And when I'm talking about the gameplay, and I can see you're nodding. On <laughs> well, that I was going to ask for for you, Nacho, is 25 years in the business. No, uh, in my case, 25. In, yes, but uh, the the company has 60 years. And in the executive space, and mm. and now growing into Africa, mm-hmm. as you're making this, South Africa is your first partner in Africa. No, we have uh, offices in the North Africa, in Egypt, mm-hmm. and, uh, and this area is covered from the north, and uh, this is the first time. In Sub-Saharan, Africa. Sub-Saharan Africa. Africa. In Sub-Saharan Africa. And, and <clears> for me, the thing that I... So, Ndibu, you touch on the, the gameplay, on the chess, on what men learn going up the ladder, what women miss. But importantly also for me is we, we try and, you know, we want to be global players, what what do women miss in the global gameplay of getting into the that <clears throat> C-suite, getting into mm. that chief level? Mm. In uh, at the end of the day, in different regions around the world, you have different different ways to understand the situation. It's funny because when we are many of us that we uh, have meetings uh, internally and we discuss about this issue. And for example, uh, it's funny, but this is the case when we were discussing about this 
and uh, we have someone from America, someone from Europe, someone from Asia, and someone from Africa. And, and this conversation was true and was uh, the European says, okay, uh, the law obliges us to improve our diversity uh, in our clients. And the Asian says, diversity, what do you mean? No woman? And the Latin American says, I don't agree. And the American says, uh, diversity, what are you talking about? Uh, Baptist, uh, transsexuals, because for them, oh diversity God. is it something that is completely <laughs> out. But what are you talking about? We are in the 16th century or whatever, mm. diversity. And then the situation is, you need the, the law, because... Uh, in the States, for example, we are obliged by law to introduce uh, at least, uh, if we have a final three candidates, at least one must be a woman. It's by law. It means that it's something that you need to do. And even we are uh, now, uh, uh, for example, we have the problem with the same problem with minorities. No? And then we need to, even we pay extra bonus to our associates when they discover <clears throat> woman in, in, on this because not in all professions is easy to find. Mm -hmm. In Europe that they were reluctant to apply now the European Union is in the process to apply and is coming country by country. For example, it's mandatory in Germany, in UK, in France and it's coming in Spain and Italy that the 20% of the board of directors and the 20% of the CXO must be women. Mm -hmm. And if you are not, uh, and your company is not uh, uh, filling these uh, these requirements, you are not authorized to. Um, you know that in, in Europe, when you close the the fiscal year, mm -hmm. your books are going to some place, and uh, this allows you to contract with the government or to do things. If you are not fitting these uh, standards, you cannot send your books to the administration, then you cannot contract with administration, you cannot ask any paper. It means that everybody is recruiting. You're not like compliant, months. yeah. Then the question is Africa. Probably Africa, in South Africa even, is one of the places that this is more developed. No? Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, it's a question of uh, you need some help from the administration because it's uh, true that in the countries when we are obliged to do this, uh, it's because the law obliges you to do it. Because it's, it's, it's true that um, I don't I don't have any difference between men and women. It means I am, if uh, my client asks me that we need to contact the best guy for this position, for me it's the same. So Religion okay, then I I agree with that and I understand that the <clears> government <throat> must help. The government must put in laws because people won't do it. Because mm, mm. people hire people they feel comfortable with. People hire people who are similar to them. Or, you know, that's just how it is. That's why diversity must be legislated. That is why now in government they have introduced this whole BE thing where companies have to comply. And then if you are 100% black owned, black female owned, you're automatically on a level one. Yes. And then uh, if you have a 51% black owned, you automatically qualify for a level two. And then if you're still... Uh, if you still have black ownership up to about at least 26%, and then there should be black management, 
black female management, you still qualify again to level two. So they push that. And what happens is a lot of big organizations, when they use small organizations, they need to use you if you are either a level one or a level two. Otherwise, you push your scorecard down. I, okay, so that, that's what the government does. Mm. But I want to know what I can do. So on the one side, I mean, as the laws are there and everybody is pushing for it, so that's great. Mm-hmm. But if the people are not there... Like you had the it's a situation where the, where they are no, where the female executives are not there, where they don't know how to play the game, where they don't know how to go up the ladder. That's because the failing is on the part of the executive. So I want to know from the search environment, from interviewing environment, what is it that that women in the workplace need to do in their career development to give themselves the best opportunity? To be available when those jobs open up. The, the most important thing is positioning, number one. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> by positioning? Women need to position themselves. A lot of times when we're in organizations, <clears throat> we still want to behave like you're at home where uh, your brothers have to be up front and then you always have to take the back seat. When you are in an employment, you need to compete against your likes. So you position yourself to say, should there be an opportunity for a promotion? And let's just say in the department is three males and two females. The females should compete at a level where it's not going to be about gender. You get appointed because of your, your competence. So that's why I'm talking about positioning. So you position yourself to be the best of your own. So when you start competing against your own, you become the best. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, I just want to come in a little bit. You're not sure about that. Um, yeah. And, and I'm going to talk about myself, my history. Mm. Um, because mine was actually slightly different because I joined the uh, corporate um, environment in 1988. When there were changes left, right, and center. No, 1988. Mm, mm. Okay. There were no changes then. The changes only started mm. after 94. Mm. Exactly. Okay. I was employed at Rickett and Coleman then, which is Rickett and Benkise now. And when I was employed, it had nothing to do with my color, my gender. It had to do with my talent. Mm hmm. So when I got into the working environment, I didn't want to, I'm positioning myself, you know, above or to be better than, I was just positioning myself as a person who will, and I'm, I'm being very careful of how I, you know, because I didn't define myself as a black woman candidate. <laughs> candidate. I was positioning myself to be the best employee amongst other employees, whether they were men or women. And the, the situation I found myself is the situation that's still currently, that I'm still in at the moment. It's the black, only black woman, white males. But that only. No, so that, so they, they, t- they taught me a totally different thing as to don't focus on I'm looking different. We are here, we are colleagues, we are at the same level, we have to do the job, 
we get evaluated the same. Were you lucky though? Were you lucky? Because a I'm lot of people that, are still looked at. Exactly. I'm saying I'm lucky. I was very fortunate because it was a, a, a very difficult situation that put me in there. Because, I mean, then the discrimination was even worse. But it taught me. So, yes, you're right. I was lucky. I, I want you to understand that <clears throat> we're talking two different things with what Ndibu say. Ndibu is talking about the entry level. Mm. At entry level, it's easy. You all get thrown in and you all swim. Is it easy? But, no, no, when Is I'm it saying easy it's easy, though? I'm saying the parameters are not as thoroughly defined as when you move up. When you get higher, it gets hotter. When you get higher, it gets hotter. I, I was giving that example. <clears throat> um, can I come in? Yeah. I was giving yeah. that example to say that's how I started. And even now when I'm sitting at boards, it's exactly the same situation. I'm still alone as a white, I mean, as a black female, mostly with white males. There are males, black males, fewer, but with white males. And so why I was referring to my start situation is it gave me in my mind to walk in. And I was just trying to say, us as women, we need to just say we are there as employees competing with our other counterpart employees, not males. Because when we try to do that, we try to want to be like them. Okay. Continue to be yourself, but do the right thing. The best of yourself. I am, exactly. I am, I am completely with you. It means that uh, when you are introducing yourself as a black female or a minority Latin American, Instead to, in, to introduce yourself as the best chief, chief financial officer or the best chief technology officer, you are doing a mistake. Because at the end of the day, what you are looking is the best chief financial officer. Mm -hmm. You are not looking the best black female or the best uh, black Mexican or white Mexican. It means at the end of the day, probably we are living in a different world. I don't know, exactly in Africa is different, but never ever, alone 25 years, never ever in my life, was obliged to look for a specific gender or a specific color. Never, ever in my life. We are looking, majority of the times we are working for multinationals and they have a very clear policies about that and so on. And I agree with you, probably uh, in Africa you said no black, no, as I understand you, no uh, white females, no? In Europe is the same. It's, it's terrible difficult to find a candidate because uh, at a certain level, that this is another thing, mm. uh, the, the, the ladies that they are continue working at the board level and so on is because they decided to stop their personal career and they want to develop their professional career. No? And in many other cases you have, I don't know in Africa is the case, but in, in Americas and in Europe you can see many, many times that who is, uh, leading, the, who is leading the the family is the lady and the man is at home attending the, the kids. That in, in Europe you can see many cases of that, that both starting at the same level and now, and for example, they starting in Price Waterhouse, for example, and the lady is going up and suddenly she's partner mm -hmm. and he is not only a manager. And at the end they decide, okay, okay I cannot continue my partner career uh, if I am taking care about everything, then we must choose and my choose, uh, the, 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 what I am choosing is I will be the partner, mm -hmm. you will be the, the, my mommy. So you, ra you raise a, a, a very touchy subject for, in particular, I think for African women, because the expectation <clears throat> in our society remains that as the woman, you are 
the person in charge of the family. And the husband is the provider. And the yes. husband is the provider. And how, how much of that plays a role in, in women who, who then go all out to become the chief executives, to become the chief financials, chief information, chief whatevers in their organization. How much of that plays a role where they actually, their career development is stunted? Not because that's what they choose to do, but simply because that's what society is dictating to them at the time. Look, uh, I, I want to take a few steps backwards and just focus on South Africa. There was a time when we did not have enough black women in C-suits and in, at board level. We still don't. We still don't. We still oh, no, don't. but she was saying everything is open. So why is she agreeing? No, it's open, <laughs> but the people are not there. So it, yeah, hey. it, it is open, but the, the positions the, do not, I they am, do not get appointed okay. into those yes. positions. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> but anyway, what I was saying to you is now that the government is fast tracking appointments of black females, we see a lot of them excelling. And based on that, I have several people that I, came across where the men had no choice but to resign and follow the wife, especially if maybe the wife is going to be an expatriate somewhere. So you're going to have to resign and go be a house executive as the husband. But then the one lady that I interviewed said something that was touching. She said, you know, my husband and I are modernized, but I struggle with my in-laws. They forever making me feel that I did something to their son and based on that I made him more like my yeah, Yes. So what I'm saying is we have women that are moving <clears throat> with the, the whole understanding of saying I can look after my family because the, my career has allowed me but our culture it's still pulling them True. down. And how do how do we supersede that? How do we, because in the workplace, I think a lot of, and I see it with a lot of the younger girls that that are you know coming into the workplace is the drive is there, the 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 ambition is there, they want it, but they want everything. Can you have it all? Can you be at this? Can you have it all? Can you be the super executive and the mom and the this? Can you have it all? Is it possible? It's doable if there's support. If there's exactly. support. Yeah. If there is support. If it's, it's complex, no? It means that uh, I don't know if uh, here you have conciliation programs, but at the end of the day, they are complex. It means that mm. depends on the profession. It's not the same to work for the administration that you have a clear timetable, that, for example, to be an associate uh, for Linklaters, the law firm, because you don't have time, because your client is in China, that he's acquiring an asset in uh, Latin America, and you are based in South Africa, no? It means that the timetables are, are completely different, no? In, um, at the end of the day, is again, the government must uh, develop uh, programs of blind uh, people to conciliate. <laughs> at the end, because it means that uh, when you are down and uh, you are at the same level, and it's, uh, it's independent if you are men, woman, black or white, you are fighting like a mat for a position. And then everything that you have in, as a disadvantage, for example, if you are mom or if you have any other condition that obliges you to dedicate hours to the thing and work, is a limitation for your promotion. It's true, but it's the same with someone who is... Uh, 
a good, uh, you know, professional on the soccer or whatever, and at the same time is an associate only later. It's a disadvantage because at the end of the day, who is dedicating more hours is, is getting the, the, the final prize, no? Mm. It's a question of uh, to regulate all these situations, no? And, and again, to be... Uh, to, to do everything at the same time as Superman or Superwoman is not possible. Is that possible? <laughs> You're saying it's, you can't. You can't do what? You can't do it all. You it's can't impossible. have it all. No, it's impossible. The, it's impossible. You, you need the support. I mean, even if you look at men, they reached those. If you, t- I'm taking the South African situation. You know, they reached those because they had the support. They could have the the proper family, the proper kids, because the wife was there. Supporting them to be able to put all those hours in getting themselves, you know, to, you know, to the levels that they, they needed to get at, the, at work. So you need that support. Hence, what you were saying in Europe, that you find that the woman has taken up, you know, yeah, sure. and then the man now goes back. You need the support. Mm. You, you wanted know. to say something else? Yeah, mm. yeah, because uh, one of funny, funny or not funny, means that uh, when you are, when you are, um, uh, we were talking about uh, law firms, not uh, in Leitenson, mm. and one of the questions that, uh, or one of the, of the, of the parameters that uh, candidates are val- evaluating when they, you offer a, a, a job and um, in or plea for whatever, what, yes, uh, please give me the rate, the ratio of how many partners are divorced. Really? Mm-hmm. Because it's true. At the end, it means that uh, it means that how is the measure to if, the, if you are able to conciliate, no? And when a partner is coming from a from a, a professional services, maybe consulting in the states that everything is, is regulated, said, well, please give me this ratio because if the ratio is high. I know that they don't have life, and this is why they are divorcing. Okay, that is a very grown-up mm-hmm. question. Mm. I've never thought about that. I've, I've, I've I, I can tell you that uh, every time that I am introduced myself, that I am traveling two hundred days per year, and uh, from Japan to two hundred uh, days a year you're traveling. Yeah, yeah. And then and the, the second question from one of my parents is, "Are, are you still married?" He said, "Yes." And you have kids? Yes. And my second question, my second answer is, but not with the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh. Uh, because, I, yeah. I, okay, I didn't know what you were going to say, but I wanted us to go back to the numbers, you know, on yeah. wanting to answer the question mm. that... Um, you know, I think we, we didn't understand each other on, mm. on some no, way. We'll, where how, do we have, you know, um, in, in reality, enough women at board level, enough women at sea, sea level, you know. We and don't. We d- and I know you said Musima, we don't, and Musima, I agree. Musima, and Musima, she is saying. Musima, I see, the, I see you rolling your eyes. I, and, I see you rolling and to your me, eyes. To me, what I want us to come to is let's do the proper, you know, the proper, um, what do you call it, audit. Mm-hmm. And an audit will give you. And I know there are so many... Just take your top 40 listed companies Okay, Musima, you're rolling your eyes I I, want to respond to that Uh, When I touched on the point of positioning She quickly jumped in and said No, you're given opportunities And I kept quiet Because I've got the statistics Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example There was a time when in South Africa We had no black representative at board level It was standard When it was introduced 
a lot of companies followed the idea of wanting to bring in people that can swing things for them in government. Of course. There were times where you find one person who is also a politician sitting on 10 boards. And if you look at their financial report, that person doesn't even attend meetings. Was well, the, the, was there the was trend. a very famous lady who shall remain unnamed who was on 53 yep. boards at a time. So that was the trend. But at the time, the issue was not about empowering these people. The issue was about having the number and also darkening your board. And then we moved away from that era. And then it became the era of saying, let us bring in talent that can bring change into organizations. So in line with that, that's when we started bringing in few people because you must remember that a lot of companies still preferred women that had an opportunity to sit at C-Street to come and serve on their boards. So we had no black female that came from the C-Suits. So the little that used to be there were the ones where every second company was grabbing. So we still had few females that were professionals that sat on several boards. So what companies are doing lately, they're not just promoting. And at that particular time, majority of organizations believed that the only department where they can fast track women was in HR. I don't know where the fallacy came from, but that's what they were doing. Every second organization in South Africa had an HR director as a black female. And then it was the transformation director. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then the beauty is that there were women in technical positions that positioned themselves for great opportunities. I'm going to just pick a basic example of the women that we know. A lady like Monsa Sasha, she became the CEO of AXA and she did wonders. Unfortunately, she was replaced by a male. And it's not a trend that she was supposed to be replaced by a female. I'm saying where there were black females that made good uh, mark in the business, we need to applaud it because there's few of them. Now, why are there few of them? I'm going back to the same thing that I said to you, positioning. We do have great women, but they don't position themselves as leaders. If you position yourself as an operations person, and you become just too technical in an organization, you'll always be overlooked. So the two of you are in <laughs> violent agreement. Exactly. We don't. So women don't learn how to play the chess. Yes. Women don't learn how to play the the, the power game mm-hmm. in the boardroom, which is also, and you know, you're all calling it different things. But so then, I ask this question again to say, I'm listening to the show and I'm thinking, I, I'm. A manager, I'm in a technical position right now, and I want to be the person that gets headhunted. I want to be the person that when that opportunity comes, I get the phone call. What does that look like? What does that positioning look like? Do I have to be in the papers? Do I have to be in the... How do I become that person? <clears throat> Can we get Ignatius to respond to that? I can do it. It means that... Uh, okay, at the end of the day, uh, our... When someone phones us and says, okay, we need a general manager or a CEO, okay, what we are doing is uh, we are deciding with the client uh, which will be the the places in which we are going to look for them, okay? It means that the first issue is that uh, we are going to find someone from consumer, mainly consumer. Then we can uh, suggest to the the client that, okay, maybe in another... Then... 
I don't know here, but the, the, the situation... No, yes. It means the situation in the last 25 years is completely different. 25 years ago, when you want to make a, a selection, to identify the candidates on the phone was a disaster mm. because you don't have information. Mm. It means that even you don't have uh, who is the general manager or, or even the name of the company, even the, the, the phone, okay? Nowadays, all information is on the network. In er everything that you want to get is or Facebook or LinkedIn or uh, any page in the Internet. You can find anything. Then what's the most important thing to be a candidate? <clears throat> you must be, not only that you must be a very good professional, you must transmit to others that you are a very good professional. Then you must write. You must appear on panels. You must uh, publish articles. You must do things that more that you are a good professional, because if you are a good professional, but not nobody knows you. Normally, if we are doing a selection, we are attaching to the candidates, but the selection is we don't need to evaluate the whole market. We need to evaluate the, 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 the top 100 to select just one. We are not evaluating 2,000 guys to select one. Okay? Then the company... The company is important. If we are asking you about uh, any sector, you have on your mind that uh, this company is doing better and this company is not doing well, okay? Mm. Then it's very important to be on the right company. To be in the right company so you can't be in, <laughs> yes. exactly. you can't be in the crap bank if you want to work in there. If you are at the end of the project, you are talking with your client and said, okay, this company is, is, is coming from company a, that is the wonderful company, everybody wants to be there, and so on. No? And this candidate, that is very good, but this coming from company C, that you know the company has a problem, you know. Uh, and then the, for sure that the, the, the candidate said, okay, I prefer the candidate A. I don't have anything against the candidate C, but I prefer the candidate A because he's coming for the company. Okay, then it's important to be in the right company. Mm -hmm. It's very important to be uh, proactive, it means that uh, everybody must be writing articles, uh, uh, attending panels, uh, going to conferences, because at the end, it's not only, I told you, to be a good candidate, because only if we are interviewing, we know that he's a good candidate. But this is the most important thing. Headhunters in general, headhunters in general, all over the world, we are moving less than the 3% of the CXO positions. Even today... Even today, 97% of the positions worldwide are covered by, uh, I know a guy. Yes. You know, I know a that guy. That's something. Yes. I know a guy. 97%. Yes. We are moving 3%, and in some countries even less. 3%. It means that when I, and this is, this is stupid because many times that I am discussing with my clients, said, okay, when you have a problem with your taxes, you are, what are you doing? You are selecting a good guy to help you with your taxes or you are attending recommendations from someone that I know that guy. No, I'm, and I put examples. And I didn't say, okay, but the most important thing that is that you need uh, someone for running your company that is, the, is your wealth and uh, you cannot make any mistake, you, you are using a professional like us mm -hmm. and you, and you have, and you are attending a recommendation that I know a guy, no? This is the case. It means that if you take in account that 97% of the cases, many CEOs are placed because I know a guy, okay? 
then it's very important to be a very well-known person. A known guy. You must be a known guy. I think the thing about, for me, social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, those profiles, especially here at home, you see how a lot of us use those platforms as bragging platforms. You know, my holiday, my selfie, my this and my that. How important is it? In this century, with all of that access that everybody has, that you craft those profiles. It's very important. Well, it is very important. I'm going to give you a practical example. Uh, This happened in uh, our previous, previous partner, in, in the previous company that I worked for many years ago. This guy was identified as the final shortlisted candidate. He was going to be appointed as a CFO. And... The interviews were done, references were done. Just before they could send out an appointment letter, the chairperson of the company went onto social media mm. and he saw this person posting. Mm. It was either a nude picture or something like that. But the reflection that he saw was not what he wanted as the image of his company. Based on that, they withdrew him from the list. Yo. This, yep. is, this is very important in terms of, okay, um, all social networks, Snapchat and many others. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, um, to be on a social network, for example, LinkedIn, uh, at the end of the day is uh, when you are looking for candidates and the only limitation is South African original. You may you, you have South Africans in New Zealand, Australia, London or whatever. The only way to access to those candidates all over the world is through a network like this, LinkedIn, okay? Then LinkedIn and many others is fantastic because we are, in, and, and even Skype, Blue Jeans, those technologies that you are interviewing a, a candidate in Mexico for a position in Hong Kong. This is fantastic. This is work. In the States, but only in the States, in the States, and we are, we are lucky that only in the States, uh, we have a, a um, we have a meeting all the all the big companies we have a meeting in New York once a year that we are playing the game okay mm-hmm. and what do you think about the market uh, how do you feel about your investments in Africa or your investments in Asia mm-hmm. and one of five years ago uh, we were discussing because uh, our clients in the states as part of our process that means that the interview uh, checking references and so on, they want a report. They want a report in which we check his social life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. we were discussing about yes. that. Yes. Yes. Wait. And I, as an European, says no. And it's American, their social life. And and yes. the and the American says why not? And I says no because my life is my life. I may be the good. The, the very the best chief financial officer in the world, but you know I can run naked on, this, on the <laughs> beach. But this is my problem. It's my life. It's what I am doing out of my world. But the question is that uh, we have a terrible discussion. At the end, we were able because at that time we were majority of Europeans. I said, no, we are not going to check this. But I can tell you that in the, in the states, they do it. They An do audit it. of your social media <laughs> yes. platform. Do you foresee sweet more? Let me tell you. I'm gonna give you an example. <laughs> How far what I do, do you go? What I do <laughs> when I've got a short list, okay? Remember, as headhunters, we have different rules compared to your normal recruiters. I said to my clients, if I place my executive with you, should he live within a year, 
I replace him free of charge. So I cannot run a business where I'm going to take risks of appointing someone who has a potential to click on the bedside with the client because of the cultural fit. So what I do, I get onto the system. I get onto the internet because anything that you put on the internet, it's for public. So I get into the internet and I do my research about executives. So you try and mitigate a penny sparrow. Is yeah. that <laughs> but how far back do you go? You know, so this year, 2017, when did Facebook start? Just 2003 or something ridiculous like that, right? There are people who were early adopters. 20 years ago, guys, 20 yeah. years ago, a person is 17 years old. You, you, the decisions you're making, the things that you're putting up on your social media are vastly different to what you, so how far back do you go? Where do you draw the line and where do you put the, I mean, come on. Look, uh, to be honest with you, if there's something fishy about the person, you don't even need to go deeper and deeper and deeper. You start searching and things will start popping. So there are people where you made a mistake once in a while there. We can't judge on that. But there's things that will always show if there's red flags on a candidate. Uh, in the States, they are doing. In Europe, we are not doing. And personally, I think that uh, what I'm doing in my personal life is my personal life. And what, and what you must check me if, you, if we are... If I am a good professional and I am fulfilling my my work and and your expectations, this is what you want to check. Obviously, if I am a, a, a drug trafficker, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we had a case here in South yeah. Africa with yeah. with a very senior official, C-suite, at a very big bank, who who had an opinion on his social media that was, I mean. Essentially against the law in South Africa. That is stuff that you, you, you're not going to be able to get away with not checking on stuff like that. I can see that. But, you know, as I'm thinking about if you want to, to play in that space. So you have to learn how to play the, the game. Mm. You have to learn how to play the game in the boardroom, yes. in the workplace, how to position yourself. But now obviously you also have to curate the, the experience that you put out into the world of who you are. Yes. Always in order to become a candidate for those places. So, and last five minutes before we go, what are the top three characteristics that besides the technical, I think when you get to C-suite like Ndibu, you were saying, we, we understand that you know the job, you know how to do the job, you know, that's the technical part is taken care of. What are the top three things that one should work on today if you're a middle manager that wants to get to the top? I want to say something to you. Uh, I say to all the executives, every time you do something, sometimes sit back alone and say, if the person that I work with daily were to talk about me, what will they say about me? Because at the end of the day, we can say my social life is my life, but bottom line is at executive level, we take references. I will take three formal references and 99% of the time, the references will reflect your life. So what is it that you want people to say about you? I cannot come here and swear every second word and then expect people to come and say, who's Musima? Musima is a pastor. That is not true. So be the person that you would want people to say it about you. Okay.
luxury for you that 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 catapult a person from being just a middle manager, run of the mill, to becoming a chief? I would say to people, work on your motivational fit. Because the motiv- when what I say What does mo- that mean? Okay. Motivational fit means when you are being judged is how do you fit in within this environment? And fitting in is exactly what um, Musima has okay. just said. You know, am I a good person? Am I not, you know, a swearing person at at work? So you need to work on those things to say in life, when I'm going to join people, I need to have demonstrated a character of fitting in within a group that I'm going to join. And that, in short, means you have to have a more balanced kind of a character. We all, yes, make mistakes once in a while, but you are not going to be judged on, you know, a one mistake you have made, but you're going to be judged on your trend. And that's what, you know, now they're going in and checking on your social media. Trend-wise, is Ndibu consistently posting her negative, you know, her naked pictures, you know, every time and again? You know, I might have done it once when I was 18, Mm. and then from there it's gone. So if I'm posting those things, the company would look and say, oh, my goodness, Mm. we don't want somebody who at executive level is actually going to flaunt herself, you know. In, in, in situations because that's how you, you want to be recognized. You understand? And that's what makes you, you know, stand out. Okay. Na- as a person, you know. Nacho, what are, for you, what are, what are those top three, if that, that a person ha- needs to get right as you're <clears throat> developing your career <clears throat> to get into that C-suite? I think that uh, the, 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 for all the candidates that I'm interviewing, they must show me passion. Passion is one of the most important things that you have in your life. You have passion for your family, you have passion for your friends, but you need to have passion for your professional life. If you don't have passion and you don't, you don't show others that you are passionate about what you are going to do, and you show others that I am passionate doing that, is the way that nobody recognizes you as a good candidate for that. It means that when you interview a candidate, and uh, why do you uh, do you consider our, our offer? Yes. And uh, are you in disposition to change? Maybe. And, we, and you have another one that, what do you think about your offer? It's the best offer that I can get in my life. I want to do it. I am the best to do it because I love it. Because all my life I was dreaming about this position. After technical considerations and many others. Means at, the end, at the end, this is charities. But at the end is the case. It means that if you are... Pass for your, if you're passing for your life like, like, like uh, a phantasma ghost, no? it means that no, nobody will consider you. Mm. Okay? First, this is one. Second is, <clears throat> along the life, uh, I, 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 re, I remember that sometimes I was recruiting serial killers. No? <laughs> it means that uh, in the 80s or in the 90s, uh, what you wanna, the, the, the clients want uh, serial killers, someone who kills their staff, the competitors, even their boss, and to be the more aggressive guy in the market, okay? No more. Now, <clears throat> the way is, um, what we are trying to recruit is star makers. 
star makers. No rainmakers. Mm. <clears throat> the rainmaker is, you know, when you are in the trip in the tribe and and the chief is going to make rain and they ask to the rainmaker and the rainmaker make rain. It means that someone that is just one, mm. the only one that he's able to do rain. Mm. But now we are looking for another concept that is we need the star makers. And a star maker is someone who is worried more about himself that that all around you and even behind him is able to develop those guys. And one of the questions that I am asking to a CEO is in the last position how many how many of you of your collaborators are now CEOs? Sure. In your last position, your vice presidents, how many of them now are CEOs in a competitor? And say, no one. Say, you did something wrong. Because if you were not able mm -hmm. to recruit vice presidents able to be CEOs, you are not the rainmaker that I, the, the star the, maker that I am looking sure. for. Because the only way to find someone to help us to grow companies is someone who is able to develop the best candidates mm -hmm. to be CEOs. Mm -hmm. Yo, that's the that's the one. That's the quote we end the show on. That is definitely star makers. So, in fact, the, then obviously to become to become the next chief, anything it means that you're taking people along with you on a journey. Musim, I'm going to give you half a minute of ad space. Mm -hmm. Talent Africa is growing. Talent Africa, so so that people know who Talent Africa is. This is your moment. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm excited to talk about Talent Africa. We have recently become a member of Signum International. And are you going to give Ignatia a chance? No, you are because, it. No, you are it. The reason why I was saying that was because I want to give airtime to Signum as opposed to Talent Africa. Talent Africa is a brand that everyone knows. We are headhunters. You talk about a top CEO in South Africa. We are there to place the person. But now the beauty is that We've decided that part of our growth strategy is to have an international alliance. And we looked around and we picked the best. Signum has been in the industry for over 60 years. And looking at how vibrant we are, we decided that we cannot join a company that looks like a flop. We need someone <laughs> that looks just like us. We are a winning team and we needed to join a winning company. So Talent Africa is a company that has positioned itself to partner with organizations in ensuring that the, the leaders they bring into the organization meet their cultural fit. The leaders they bring into the organization really dance to the beat of the organization. And these are the leaders that do exactly what Ignisha was saying. They pull everyone along with them. So you're the star maker. We are in the, the, the headhunting business. You're yes. the star makers. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. and joining me. Thank you for the conversation. I feel, I, mean, I feel like I'm not ready for C Suites just yet. <laughs> uh, but I definitely will be. I'll be, I'll, I'll sure. be, I'll be waiting for your call, guys. I definitely will be with this. I'll definitely be waiting for your call. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for coming into the studio. I'm Pume Mashiko and you have been tuned into Wumandla. Cliffcentral.com.